0: It's an ongoing aim next year, just getting it down a bit. I keep unsubscribing, but I keep getting more junk. James earns millions from internet marketing. Tim's got millions of questions. Welcome to Freedom Ocean. Now, jump on in. Welcome back, listeners, to episode 51 of Freedom Ocean. I'm one of your hosts, Timbo Reed. Right there is James Schramko. G'day, mate.
1: G'day, Timbo. How are you?
0: We are limping, or some of us are limping towards the end of 2012. And uh, I liked the expression you used um, just before we hit the um, the record button. Of there's many small business owners limping to the end of the year.
1: Yes, I've I have a few different business owners that I speak to each week, and I think there is a common thing in the marketplace at this time of the year, and that is just fatigue, exhaustion, overwhelm, just can't wait to have a little bit of time off around Christmas and New Year and have a mm. breather. And I think that is going on out there in the marketplace.
0: Yeah, it really is, isn't it? And uh, I always visualize, you know, that famous Olympic footage of the marathon runner just kind of falling across the line? Yes. <laughs> There's a few of us doing that.
1: So I think that's pretty normal. You know, my shock announcement is that I'm actually going to wind down a little bit over the next few weeks. Partially that is because. Most of my customers go away because we have reseller type services which are corporate driven. Also, some of my business owners are taking that time off. So even though I spend a little more introspective time on my business, I just have less things going on and balancing family time and not having customers uh, still leaves me a couple of hours a day to potter on the business and to get some really concentrated stuff done.
0: I remember in the last episode, we we uh, created the series called Being James Shramko, and um, clearly, what we're going to see is not only you uh, shooting teddies with a bow and arrow and walking through your orchard in a toga collecting oranges, but um, there could there could be some um, what, what, what could there be some hammock action. Could there, could there actually be you, in fact, what I'd love to see is you in your office setup up on one of those kind of mobile hammocks?
1: Well, you know, in my office, I have a generous um, mm-hmm. um, allowance of couches. There's actually three couches big enough to sleep on, plus a reading chair and then the two office chairs. So I've got a number of lounge yep. areas, but what I did do during the week was when I punched out a fair bit of concentrated work. I just went down to the pool and I sat there, just let my legs sit in the pool. Dangling. And then I wandered over to that sunbed and lay down and just had a little nap during the day. I just, I just had a sleep how, right by the pool. How bizarre. I know. It, well, you know, it's like I, I really think the little day nap is um, is the way to go. huh?
0: Oh, mate, uh, when you said shocking news, I thought, oh, here we go. That'll just be, you know, like one of those um, crazy headlines that'll draw people in. But this is shocking news.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, I've worked really hard this year and I've achieved a lot of the things that I wanted to Mm. achieve. And I think I'm actually looking forward to some relaxation time. But the good thing is it's totally up to me to moderate that and – uh, you know, I've recognised that it'd be good to just step back a little bit o- over the next few weeks and limit the time. I wish I had a timer that I could just tap when I'm at the computer, like a chess player, and if I could set a maximum, that would be it. So, in the last few nights, I've actually set a curfew of midnight for myself, and that's working out really well.
0: Yeah, well, that's a good that's a good thing. There is that. Um, uh, have you ever used Have you ever used Rescue Time?
1: Don't know if i really need that because the time that i do spend on the computer is seriously concentrated compared to what i know other people do yeah right so i don't have a problem with being vague or just drifting along wondering what i'm doing i i know exactly what i have because i use this app on the mac called reminders it's my favorite app at the moment and that is pretty much my task scheduler i just load it up like a hopper bin with all the things i need to do and then i can drag them into order And it moves across from my iPhone, my iPad, my Mac uh, Air and my iMac. So it's on all my devices Mm -hmm. and I just have to look at the next one on there and then once it's done, I check the little box and it disappears. So today I've got Freedom Ocean episode on there and after that, I'm building a slide deck for a webinar that I'm running tonight for FastWeb Formula members and After that, I have to produce a product that I've recorded and I just need to edit a little bit. So I know exactly what I have to do, but I'd like to actually just constrain the number of hours that I spend on the computer. Yeah, right, right. And a little bit of a throwback to some of our previous episodes. Yesterday, I ran my mastermind from the games room. I actually went down to the back of the house, set up the Mac Air on the bar in the coffee room and set up a stool there and I actually stood up for half of it and I sat down for half of it but I was in a different environment and just wanted to get that holiday relaxy feel about it and then straight after that I went out to the pool and I recorded a an interview for my other blog with video with the pool as the backdrop and I did that because I was interviewing a swimming athlete so I thought it would be themed and (laughs) appropriate were you in your boardies though Yes, of course. I wear my board shorts and no shoes and just a T-shirt. I thought I'd save everyone and actually have a T-shirt on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, love that.
0: Yeah, well, that's good, mate. I think you've made a good decision and, and you're kind of part of what my kind of thing at the moment and it's about trying to find the focus to do it. But having had also a busy year, I'm now kind of telling myself and anyone else who asks that I'll be spending um, January working on my own business and just trying to rearrange things in a way that I want to see 2013 take shape, but it's um, it's also finding the energy to do that, you
1: know, and not being overwhelmed by all the different things that we could be doing. Well, you know, a couple of points on that. Firstly, I think you've had a really good year. You have uh, built up your other show strong. You've kept the pace on with that. You lost a lot of weight and you – punched out a fair bit of work for some of those uh, contracts that you took on. Um, So maybe you just earned yourself a bit of a rest for for the rest of the year and you set up your mastermind, your deep dive mastermind, which is running smoothly. So I think you've ticked some major boxes in the business and I love to hear that you're putting some time aside for your business in January because uh, my grandfather used to have this saying, it's pay yourself first. Mm -hmm. You know, it was about saving, which was sort of, you know, they didn't really have too much concept of leverage back then. But in your case, building your business in January is paying yourself first and setting yourself up for the rest of the year. I'm really excited that we've increased the frequency of these episodes. I think our fans are appreciating it from the comments we're getting. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's going to be fun.
0: Mm, I hope so. I think that's the the plan. It's interesting to whether I should – Part of me thinks, you know, because actually today is the last day where I have any diarised commitments as of tomorrow. It's a clean slate uh, going into January and I'm like, you know, the kind of the worker part of me just goes, okay, no more client commitments as of end of today. So uh, tomorrow I launch into my my stuff and, you know, potentially I go, maybe I should you know, maybe I actually should just take the foot completely off the pedal and and take those two weeks off and give it some space. But the other part of me goes, oh, you know, lose momentum and, you know, fraught with danger. Don't know, don't know, really know the answer to that. Maybe
1: just pick some of the activities that get you a high return that you really enjoy. Mm. Uh, so for me, that would be reading Kindle books. If I had just mm-hmm. spent an hour a day reading Kindle books, I wouldn't feel guilty about it. And in fact, I blocked Mondays off from any customer calls. So any external work whatsoever, forget it. Monday is my day. I just wanted to really extend that holiday and and counter the Monday-itis that a lot of employees face.
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah, well, that's interesting. So what do you do besides Kindle books?
1: Well, uh, generally I do stuff like uh, get a haircut or... Um, <laughs> you haven't got any. I do have hair still. It's, you don't. <laughs> I keep it nice and short, but I... <laughs> You know, I'll go and get a haircut. I'll put fuel in the car. I'll um, have it washed. I'll go and what your hair. Go shopping uh, with the wife. (laughs) Hang out with the kids. Just do something on Mondays that's not business related and that's just enjoyable. And of course, it starts at about lunchtime because I have a good sleep in, and uh, sets my week up nicely because Tuesday is my real work day. It's it's the only day of the week that I have recurring appointments and. That goes most of the year. So I have a nice lead-up to, to Tuesday, and then Wednesday is kind of an easy work recovery day. So I really stack my week yeah. around Tuesday. And then Friday's Burger Friday, and the weekend Ooh, Burger you know, the weekend Friday. I usually um, my daughter's uh, doing something with horses or um, I'm dropping kids off at band practice or parties and squeezing in uh, one video on Saturday and one video on Sunday. That's my usual routine.
0: I tell you what, mate. I might introduce mobile. Um, I might introduce vehicle advertising on my family cars this this year because all my kids are now teenagers. And well, that's not true. Steph, Steph, uh, Steph becomes a teenager in Ma in May. But the amount of driving I'm doing between places, you know, I think a bit of
1: vehicle advertising would actually provide a good return. How much would it cost me for a sticker on your vehicle?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you want to negotiate that now?
1: Yeah, I was just thinking I could imagine on in bold caps across the back window something like, Do you know who I am? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah,
0: correct. Correct. Now well, I might I might I might uh I might consider that because it's crazy the amount of time that that's taking up. In fact, just before we came on here today, I I dropped all three of them at various places. Um, Mate, let's just touch on this big word, this big word, this big feeling of overwhelm, which many are feeling come the end of the year. And any of those who are thinking of putting some effort into their own businesses may well feel overwhelmed. What's your um, idea on on breaking through that? And and I know some people that you speak to say, just do it. Action creates reaction. And I do find that. I think once you wind up the machine and actually do something that you're enjoying doing, you kind of break through that overwhelm. But um, what's your ideas?
1: Well, I remember seeing Ed O'Keefe talk about this at FastWeb Formula 3. And he said, it's just normal. It's part of being an entrepreneur. So I guess, firstly, it shouldn't feel as um, really unusual. And when you look at the reasons why this could happen, it's pretty obvious that we live in an economy that's a little bit crazy. There's weird stuff going on all around the world, with you know everything from school shootings through to prime, you know, prime ministers being overthrown and countries blowing each other up. Then we have these portable devices that are attached to us 24-7 so we have this constant bombardment of information uh, we've got the challenges of running a business in countries like ours we have very high tax rates we have things like wages to pay um, and then as an entrepreneur we have just unlimited opportunity and that just takes up a lot of energy to even consider should I do this or that should I do this or that and Uh, I've read some books around this. One of my favorite books was called Willpower and that explains about how we burn up energy making decisions. And um, I think that A, it's kind of normal for the sort of roles that we're doing. B, just accepting that you can't get to everything and um, have a system like Evernote or Reminders or whatever you work with or pen and paper and write stuff down uh, in the woody – the Alan documentary I watched, he had a great system. He had a drawer <laughs> beside his bed and he just writes every single idea on a piece of paper and throws it into the drawer. He
0: does. He's got a, he opened up the drawer and he had about, I reckon, two or three hundred bits of yellow legal paper, which he said, there's my ideas. And then he just kind of casually flicked through one until, he sh- until there was one there that resonated with him at the moment.
1: Exactly. And his skill is he can compartmentalize. And I think maybe that is a good skill when you're feeling overloaded, you just Open up the drawer, tip all your ideas and troubles in there and close it for a while and then go back to it when you're ready to deal with it. And here's a wild card for you. I think people don't get enough sleep and uh, that can be because they're drinking Red Bulls and Cokes and too much coffee and they're not listening to their natural body tendencies. So they start to make bad decisions and it compounds and the next thing you know, they're completely out of control. Mm. So I think having a, having a fundamental to being, uh, what would you call it, whelmed <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is to have a, have a good base of enough sleep and a fair diet and, and stop tipping all those weird additives into your system I'll,
0: I'll add to that um, also a bit of meditation or just a bit of time to reflect you know whatever you want to call it um, because there's it's interesting you know like having been having spent the last six months really getting physically well physically fit um, it's not the complete um, silver bullet well certainly not for me you know there's there's that balance of getting your body right getting your mind right you um, getting your administration around your business right, there's a whole lot of boxes to tick and I, and I do, you know, like I think your summary of where the world's at, I think we forget. We often live in that kind of microcosm of our own little world. But if you look beyond the four walls of your office and 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 look to what's going on in the world, it's it is overwhelming, isn't it? And it weighs heavily, you know, when you hear about when you hear about those shootings, you know, at Newtown and when you hear about you know
1: all this other crap that's going on. You know,
0: bit by bit, it can chip away at you.
1: I think it can, and I know that a good portion of the population uh, are prone to things like depression, and um, you know they they might bottle up those feelings or or you know just not be able to deal with them. So here's one of the techniques that's really helped me a lot, and that is to be okay with change, and a lot of change comes through my life. Like I'm in a dynamic industry. I've had a huge career change. Every day is a different challenge. But being accepting of change and not having to attach uh, ownership or control of everything, just just to be able to let things go sometimes and to say, oh, well, okay, it's different now. You know, even just moving house and all those things, traveling, traveling, they can build you up to be able to deal with change. And if you're okay with change, then I think you can just let a lot of this flow past you and not be too caught up in it all. And uh, so that's one of the big challenges I'd say to people. If you're really, really wrought with overwhelm, just let go of mm-hmm. some stuff, deal with deal with the new situation and just piece it together in, into an action checklist. And, and that's my ultimate tool for, for falling back on, Things I actually have a framework for most things now, uh, which is where I have a checklist for doing different things. And that way, I don't have to think about it. I just open it up and then work my way through the checklist, whether it's preparing a slide deck for training, whether it's uh, running a mastermind, whether it is uh, a new person uh, going through a consulting call, whether it is... um, uh, an information product, everything's got a little checklist and I just fall back on the checklist and then ultimately, I have people come and do the checklist for me and then I just rely on them doing that and that's even more relaxing is to know that someone out there is caring about things in your business, not just you because when it all falls back to you, it is quite a big burden. But if you can share that load with a little team or an assistant or project manager, that can actually free you up to create and, um, and yeah, sure, meditate.
0: <laughs> That's a good way of wrapping it up and meditate.
1: Yeah, well, you know, I film like, a lot of my videos out mm-hmm. on that little wooden bench near my courtyard and quite often just sit there
0: mm-hmm.
1: listening to the birds and just, just thinking about stuff before I move into yeah. the next session. And I think we have to uh, – what is it in Stephen Covey's book – uh, seven Habits of Highly Effective People. I think one of them was sharpen the saw, mm. and that was such a strong metaphor for what we must do, and that is stop, sharpen that saw, make it really, make it really uh, edgy, and then get back into cutting down the tree. If you're just going at that tree without a break, you will fatigue, and yeah, yeah. you you blunten the saw, and you just won't get the results you want. And I see people do that a lot. So maybe the best thing that that our listener could do today is to back off the Red Bull, go to bed early, sleep in, and just start fresh tomorrow and just really think about things with a fresh mind, what's really, really important and what's not that important at all and just focus on the one or two things that are going to make the difference.
0: I might add to that, get off social media for a while.
1: Mm. Yeah, it's just going to burn you out. I mean, seriously, I've, I've restricted my social yep. media to about 20 minutes a day and it's usually just to syndicate yep. my content. You could spend the rest of your life on social media and see enough placards about whatever.
0: <laughs> Actually, it just reminds me there is—I don't know where I heard this—but um, there are social media clinics in America for people to go to dry out, to
1: overcome their obsession with social media. I must interview one. Only in America. Well, I'm not—I'm not at all surprised. I—I would—I suspect it would be an addiction for a lot of people. Absolutely, and no doubt. Uh, It causes people to lose focus on the important things, uh, particularly on their own business, on their relationships and family and stuff. They should really be considering Mm. what's important.
0: Oh, the amount of people, I mean, just even trying to manage my kids, just, you know, this need to check in, to check in, to see if anyone's there, to, you know, You feel like an old man when you start talking like this, but the world has changed. But, you know, when you and I got home from school, you'd make the phone calls and you'd be off the phone and your work was done there. But um, now, you know, we get our kids to literally check in their devices at 8 o'clock at night. Otherwise, you'll find them on it at 11 o'clock at night.
1: The thing is, though, you know, uh, 10 or 15 years ago, I probably couldn't be sitting at home when my kids come home from school because I'd be at work because uh, the internet didn't yeah. exist. Uh, so, uh, you know, I'm happy for the way things are and it's up to us how we deal with it. So mm. um, that that is a great point. And, you know, one of the techniques that I use, a little mental technique, is uh, the simulated aeroplane exercise. And I've came up with this because I used to travel a fair bit to the United States, maybe once every six or eight weeks uh, at one stage there a few years ago. And, you know, when I got on the airplane, it's a 14 and a half hour trip to Los Angeles. And in some cases, if I had to go to the east side of the US, it was, you know, a lot longer. It was like almost 24 hours to get to where I wanted to get to. And that was pretty much time off the internet. So it was interesting to see what actually builds up if you abandon it for a whole day. And that starts to help you think about who should be looking at your emails while you're not there, what things can be actioned on your behalf. And of the things that build up, how many of them were actually screaming urgent? And these were the techniques that helped me set my filters in my inbox to just get it down to nothing. And I think... I know it was in one of our original episodes, but having an empty inbox is peace of mind for me. When I can clear my inbox in twenty minutes in the morning and get it to nothing, I know that my day is going to be a creative, can, and productive day. Can I
0: just st- stop you there? Because I, I know I agree with you, but I and my inbox is a lot less empty than it might have been than it was twelve months ago. But mate, the zero inbox has got hairs on it. I I cannot get it. I cannot get there. And and, you know, I don't know whether zero inbox means actually no emails in any folders, or just having your main inbox cleared and having your folders full. But you know, um, just seems it seems an impossibility.
1: Well, you won't want many labels or folders. I only have about four, uh, and you don't need many but really what you the only things you want in your inbox that need to be addressed are things that require an action that you absolutely have to see if it doesn't require an action but it's still important you just let it slide to all mail and you can have a look at it later if you ever need to look it up you know like a um, just a a renewal advice or something you might want it to go to a check folder where you check it later but you don't need to know Mm -hmm. about today so in my today folder i have after almost 11 or 12 hours since i've turned my computer on there's 37 emails and i'll be able to clear them in about Mm -hmm. half an hour and then it'll be empty again and if i want i could go and check my sales or my check folder which means I could look at it, but it's not important. So in there might be an email from someone like Seth Godin. You know, it's not going to change my life whether I read it today mm-hmm. or next year probably. So it's not something that needs to be in my inbox taking up my valuable attention. The only two things I really want in my inbox are emails from my own team, because that that you know they're running my multi-million dollar business and emails from customers and prospects people who want to buy something or who have already bought something so the majority of these emails in my inbox are feedback replies sales inquiries and my team updating me on projects well that,
0: that's it it's a, it's a it's an ongoing aim next year just getting it down a bit i keep unsubscribing but i keep getting more junk
1: i'll send you over inbox relief and you can have a look through that and then what I'll do is after that, if, if that still doesn't work, and uh, then I'll sit down with you and we'll talk about what's coming into your inbox and how it got there and how you can stop that from coming in next time.
0: Interesting. Well, mate, I reckon uh, that'll do it for today. I reckon we've covered a fair bit of ground. I'm not sure how you summarise. I always look at these episodes and go, what do you actually put in the subject line of the email uh, or the show notes? Overwhelm.
1: Well, this is this one really is about that the end of year <laughs> – <sighs> the big sigh you know, like gosh exactly the big sigh so maybe it'll be something like that and uh, I hope and, you have uh, a wonderful we'll be, uh, we, Christmas absolutely,
0: you too mate and um, we will be back we'll be back next week so uh, it's not as if we're going anywhere but um,
1: it's been a good wrap I reckon
0: so mate uh, have a good day and uh, I'll see you on the other side thanks
1: listeners thanks Timbo thanks listeners